Hello. 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 And welcome to the Heart of Markness. It is episode 19. I should look before I start this. Let's say episode 19. Welcome to possibly episode 19 of the Heart of Markness podcast. As you can tell, (laughs) my microphone problems are not over. Um, My mic cable has not arrived yet. I kind of got fucked by the Labor Day holiday. So uh, it was either don't do the podcast tonight, which means there's an excellent chance I would just disappear for another year. Because once I don't do it, I forget it ever happened. Or try and be professional and um, do it with the microphone on my laptop so it sounds nice and cheesy. So apologies, it sounds nice and cheesy. I felt bad about it and I kind of agonized over it a bit. Um, then I realized that who cares if the vocal track is you know, not fantastic because you know, you're not listening for the vocal track. Although you are, more and more, you find yourself falling for me. And that's the whole plan. I play the long con. So, um, of course, I lost the thread of what I was saying because I was so proud of myself for being smooth. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, you guys aren't going to listen to me primarily for the quality of my voice, which, um, you know, the microphone cable is due Saturday, which means it'll probably show up tomorrow. I just didn't want to risk it and, um, I'm getting my daughter tomorrow because it's the weekend, and I didn't want to risk not doing this week's podcast because I'm, you know, with my kid. So I'm doing it tonight on the laptop speaker. And uh, rest assured, the audio quality of the songs are going to be just as good because they're not played through my mic. So welcome. The theme of tonight's podcast continues on with our page plant exploration, exploration. And uh, what we're looking at tonight is... One of my favorite shows from the 1998 tour, and that's a tough one to say because pretty much the whole 98 tour was amazing. Jimmy was on fire. And I mean, just like he was amazing in 1988 on the Outrider tour, like, oh, he's back. When I saw him in 88 for his solo tour, I mean, I was like very aware that I was not just seeing Jimmy Page. I was hearing Jimmy Page, the the guy I worshipped at that time. It wasn't like the firm where it's like, oh, look, there's Jimmy Page. Ah, there's Jimmy Page. Um, it was amazing. And in 98, I mean, the, it wasn't that. It wasn't like that with the Page plant tour. Jimmy was really playing fine throughout, very good, in fact. But in 98, he had kicked it up and was literally on fire. Um, tight, tight tight and in control and really, really, really high level. Um, the Jimmy Page of old. Like, for example, uh, they started playing long-form songs again, like No Quarter, which was especially ballsy because it's Jonesy's fucking song, and they didn't have Jonesy involved in the project. <sighs> Whatever. Um, they played it, and they played it well, because Michael Lee had, over the years... Um, moved from being Robert's drummer to becoming Jimmy's drummer. And the band itself moved from becoming being Robert's band that Jimmy was playing with to Jimmy's band because Jimmy was, again, um, dominant musically. 
and I don't think Robert liked that that much. I think it's evident if you watch the videos of the shows. Um, I mean, I think he had a good time. I think he liked the tour. I think he, he liked doing it and enjoyed it. But I think that, I mean, I, I think he said it himself. He kind of um, didn't want to see himself out there playing Rambalon and Black Dog again over and over and over, although he continued to play them with his hippie band. But um, I think I think um, it was a bit of a Mick and Keith dynamic, where in the 70s when Keith lost himself to heroin, Mick took over the band, ably. And we have, you know, uh, the black and blue era uh, of, 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 of uh, Memory Motel and things like that and Hey Negrita, and the funkier stuff. You know, Mick kind of took over the reins of the Stones. And then in uh, 78, when Keith got off of heroin um, and came back, and they put out Some Girls, which is my favorite uh, post-exile Stones album, hands down. One of my favorite Stones albums uh, is Some Girls. Um, Keith talked about there being a little bit of tension because Keith is back and he sits in the driver's seat and uh, Mick's already there going, oh, uh, huh. And I think that kind of happened with Robert because he had a solo career, and it was good. I mean, the, the, the only problem with Robert Plant's early solo career is that it was in the 80s, and it sounds like it's in the 80s, and it just sounds dated. The songs themselves are solid. Big Log, even though it was played to death on MTV, is an amazing song, um, as is uh, Burning Down One Side. And... Um, Shit, Little by Little is a great song. I like that, too. The video is laughable, but the song is amazing. Um, and, I, and I think he had that control, and then Jimmy was very much brought into Robert's orbit for the Unleaded project. And then uh, the Unleaded album came out, and it was huge. It was the biggest unplugged episode that MTV ever had. If you remember it, it was amazing. And... Um, then they toured 96, which we heard last week, I think, if not the week before. Week before. Uh, you heard that, and it was now down from the giant band to the four-piece. And now, even further, because they lose the uh, Egyptian orchestra and the Arabic percussions, and it's just the four-piece with... Um, I don't even know if they had the string section that they would just you know hire. I can't remember. I don't think so. Just the four-piece with um, a keyboard player. An arranger, and and they fucking nailed it, and they recorded "Walking into Clarksdale," which is, a, in my opinion, a very weak, weak album. They did it very quickly, and I think it demonstrates Robert's ambivalence to the project carrying on, kind of in the same way the second Firm album. I mean, they did it because you know why not? They didn't hate each other, uh, but they knew that it was the end of the road. But they did a second album anyway in a second tour. And Walking Into Clarksdale, I think, was an attempt to capture lightning in a bottle, but there just wasn't lightning to be to be had. To me, it, to me, it sounds like a bunch of demos recorded over like a week-long period with a couple of the songs really worked on and polished. You know what it sounds like? Walking Into Clarkdale, Clarksdale um, reminds me of albums back in the mid to early 60s before albums themselves were a thing when bands just put out singles and the albums were just like here's the single and a bunch of shit songs 
Um, you get the sense that with Walking into Clarksdale, it's like, okay, most high. Good song. I like the song. I even like it live. Um, almost enough to put on the podcast, but it, it just didn't make the final cut. Um, so most high, decent song. And uh, my favorite song on this album is Heart in Your Hand. That song is among the best page plant compositions. I think it would be the top in the top 20 for me, even though it's not a Zeppelin song. It's just a beautiful song, and that 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 uh, reverb kind of surf guitar sound. Chris Isaac, it sounds like a Chris Isaac song, and that's not an insult, and it's beautiful. So if you have Clarksdale, and I'm sure you do, pick it up, dust it off, and listen to it, and listen to Heart in Your Hand, and you'll or get on Spotify like a human being and just listen to it. Great, great, great song. Uh, evocative, provocative, whatever else evocative. It's good. And that's the first song we're going to hear from... Uh, Wow, this is fucking rambling. You don't even know what I'm playing yet. This is from the Bazaar Festival, August 23rd, 1998, Cologne, Germany. Cologne, Germany. Um, one of the things about this show is it was professionally recorded and broadcast. You can see the video. Um, there's excellent, excellent quality video of the entire show on YouTube. I actually had to hunt a little bit to find an audio recording of it because the video is is the default. Um, but I do have a good audio recording of it. It's professionally recorded, stereo broadcast, good stuff off off a satellite, I think. I think it was satellite feed to uh, digital audio tape. In any case, on August 23rd, they played a giant festival. It was rainy. I guess it was miserable. In fact, Robert even says on this wet, miserable field, but the band is on fire. And you're going to hear it. You're not going to hear them being on fire on this. You know what? I'm not going to open with heart in your hand because that's a tough sell for an opener. You know what I'm going to open with? I'm going to open with, babe, I'm going to leave you. That's right. One of my classic turns of direction because all of this is just off the cuff as if you couldn't tell what I thought he was reading from cue cards. Um, we're going to go with, babe, I'm going to leave you. Same show. And this is amazing. And what I want you to listen to here. Aside from the fact that Jimmy's playing is beautiful and that his solos are beautiful, is at the end of the song, they at the very end, um, Jimmy closes with uh, Stairway to Heaven. Just the intro to Stairway to Heaven, which is a great way to end, baby, I'm going to leave you, because they're both songs in e mi uh, A minor, sorry, A minor, with the same descending uh, A minor, G, F, A minor, G, F, E kind of thing for both the uh, solo part of Stairway and Babe, I'm going to leave you. So very clever, very easy. But what I want you to listen to is when Robert's kind of scat singing, um, and you'll hear it, Jimmy comes in with the song at the exact right moment, but not just the exact right moment, the exact right moment. It was tight. And I don't know, maybe it's just me. But I mean, I love them playing this song. Even in 96, they played it essentially the same way, but it wasn't as tight. Jimmy is, Jimmy has leveled up. Jimmy's in, you know, when you go to the eye doctor and they're like, better or worse, better or worse. This is better. Same thing, but better, sharper. And you're going to hear it 
babe, I'm going to leave you. You've waited 12 long minutes to hear it. Here we go. August 23rd, 1998, Heart of Marcus. Oh, babe.
And you say what you do when you are the things that you overcome And you say those things that you go And you really don't know And then you really don't know You say you want me to play And do what you want in every day You say what you want You do what you can No, no, be a man worth it right I thought so I loved it um, you see what I mean at the end with that uh, you really don't know and then you really don't know when Jimmy jumps back in amazing I don't know it gets me every time um, the quality of the recording is great as you hear very professional stereo uh, the keyboards are mixed way too fucking high but that's what happens when uh, you know it's mixed by the television station and not Jimmy. Um, and it also suffers from some, you know, compression for sure, but um, it's good. It's very good. What are we bitching about? I'm not bitching. You stop bitching. Okay. Let's move along. Cause we're at 21 and a half minutes and uh, over oh, 21 and a quarter minutes. I'm sorry. And you've only heard one song and uh, all right, now we're going to go to the tent pole song of this podcast. We're going to listen to Heart in Your Hand off of Walking in the Clarksdale, 1998. And one thing about this 98 tour is that when it started in the beginning of 98, I think it started at the end of January or the beginning of February, and um, they played almost the whole Clarksdale album. And as the tour progressed, the new songs kind of dropped, dropped, and dropped, and dropped. When the World Was Young dropped, Blue Train dropped. 
uh, Walking Under Clark's Dial itself, I think they kept around, even though it was not my favorite song. Um, and, and were replaced by things like No Quarter and How Many More Times. And uh, the thing about How Many More Times is that he pulls it off. But, oh, I'm starting to talk about the song I'm going to play after this one. So, you didn't hear that. You heard nothing. So let's go hard in your hand. Think of it as a Chris Isaac song, as done by Page and Plant. Uh, the album version is infinitely superior because uh, Robert's delivery is that much better, and there's just that much more atmospheric. But uh, uh, Michael Lee's drumming is really good. Jimmy's guitar, that reverb surfer sound, I mean, it is it is Chris Isaac. And that, again, is a great compliment because nobody's better at being Chris Isaac than Chris Isaac. And, you know, you get on Spotify and you listen to the Chris Isaac playlist, it's going to be like 50 songs that are pretty damn good. He's good at being Chris Isaac. So if you want Paige Plant being Chris Isaac, listen to this song. It is beautiful. It is melancholy. And it is uh, the opening words are, would you gather flowers for me? And I just... It, I don't know. It touches me. Do you want to touch me? <laughs> Listen to this song.
everlasting wandering soul and the memories sublime That was good. I liked that. I hope you liked it too. Um, very, very emotional, very moody. And and one thing I like about this is that Jimmy doesn't he doesn't do anything that he doesn't need to. He you know he serves the song in that way. There's no solo. I mean, there's kind of a solo, but it's more just kind of uh, strumming some chords and. Uh, one little bent bit. There's no real solo, although you could have a hell of a solo in that song. But he um, he sticks with the mood. He sticks with what the song needs, without needing to you know flash on every on every track, which I respect. And I think it is goddamn beautiful. I hope you liked it. I hope you get what I mean with that Chris Isaac reference of that you know surf guitar on the beach kind of feel to it. Um, definitely melancholy, definitely, um, again, that feeling of uh, past the midlife crisis and realize that you're just legit middle-aged and getting old. <laughs> I know how that feels. Um, it's weird. It's surreal because I don't feel old in my heart, but Jesus Christ, I'm 51. Anyway... That was beautiful, and we're going to finish up now with, because we're pushing half an hour, and I still have a long song to get through. So, I'll keep this truncated as truncated I can be. How many more times was played? And the reason I'm playing this is that it's not just a rehash like Ramble On and, uh, Jesus, even the Wanton song. Uh, doesn't do it every concert. It's just what they open with. It's just what they play. What is and what should never be came to that at some point too on the on the page plant tour. How many more times I want you to listen to because they are playing the fuck out of it. And uh, Michael Lee fills the role. It's not like he's Bonzo or anything like that. No, but he plays drums well enough to suit that song and actually complement Jimmy's playing which Jimmy needs. He needs somebody to play off of. And uh, Michael Lee at that point is that person. And I think even um, Charlie Jones, you know, went all in on this because I think it's just got to be fun to play with a great band. And Michael Lee is, was a great drummer. Jimmy Page, obviously, is Jimmy Page. 
and I think Michael, um, Charlie Jones rather, I think Charlie Jones kind of got sucked into that that seduction of, don't you want to be part of this? I mean, the verb for performing music is play, because it's play, it's fun, um, it's intimate, it's it's completely open, and um, it's beautiful. If you've ever played an instrument or played in a band or played, you understand that if you've had a flicker of that. I've had a flicker or two of that. And I've been lucky enough to have a flicker or two of those moments where you're kind of watching it happen like everybody else. You're not in control. It's just at that moment, um, inspiration chooses to flow through you. And it's the most beautiful feeling in the world. It's it's like being in love. And um, I think Charlie Jones got sucked into that and therefore made a really good band. And uh, this is what I mean, when you hear the song, this is what I mean by Jimmy made Robert's band his. Because this, Robert is hardly any part of this song. Robert could not be in this song at all, and it would be just as good. And Jimmy plays the violin bow, but he doesn't fuck it up. It doesn't just make noise. It's not just shtick. It's a cohesive, start-to-finish, performed piece, and you will hear Jimmy shine in this because you're listening to him again at master level with the les paul again the les paul's got to be part of it and um all right how many more times august 23rd 1998 enjoy i'll be back very soon i'm here on this wet miserable field we introduce you to a little psychedelic jazz
And there you have it. Some of my favorite tracks from the Bazaar Festival, August 23rd, 1998, Cologne, Germany. Yeah, very good. And uh, if you're a very good person, you can go on YouTube and watch this video. And playing the same night at the same festival was Danzig. So if you want to watch Danzig, then, uh, you know, go nuts. But that's it. That wraps up our podcast. There will be, I think, one more page plant to go through. There's a, uh, <coughs> excuse me, a um, one-off rockabilly show they did. Um, I believe it was at the Montreux Jazz Festival. It wasn't at the Jazz Festival. It was in Montreux in 2001, I believe. And um, it's very good. They do Candy Store Rock, and um, My Bucket's Got a Hole in It, and a bunch of other rockabilly songs. Um, you're going to like that, I think. Again, it's it's unique and strange and nice. So there we go. Coming up on 45 minutes. I'm sorry this was a long one, but, um, you know, needs must. So here we go. Before I go, social media, social media, social media. More of you are joining on Facebook. Thank you. I'm putting more stuff in the Facebook group as I see it. At this point, it's still kind of like when I'm at work and somebody in another Zeppelin group shares something. I'll share it. But still, new content. Um, there's some Crooked Vulture stuff in there. There's some Jonesy stuff, because right now Jonesy is in Japan playing a gig in his band called Sons of Chipotle, which is pretty rad. And, uh, you know, what can you say? Jonesy's awesome. I still have to do a Jonesy episode. I really do. Um, and I will at some point. Maybe a bonus episode. Um all right, social media, Facebook, Heart of Markness, Twitter, at Heart of Markness. And um, I know I've given you people to follow, uh, Dave Lewis, whose birthday it is today, at least here in the state still. Happy birthday, Mr. Lewis. God bless you. Um, and this Tight But Loose magazine, definitely check that out. Ramble on Radio podcast, definitely subscribe to that. That is more news-oriented and current events-oriented and Zeppelin-oriented as far as what they're doing now and interviews and things. Very, very good to hear. And another one that I keep neglecting because I'm stupid <coughs> is Led Zepp News. Led Zeppelin News on Twitter. Um, Mr. James Cook runs it, and he just puts out basically an aggregate of all the Led Zeppelin News of the week and throws it out there for you. Very, 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 very good to see. Very, very good to follow. Let's up news. Do it. Muy importante. And lastly, um, reviews. Thank you guys. Holy shit. I ask for reviews on the podcast platforms and you guys deliver. Um, thank you. Humbling gives me emotions and feelings to read it. It means so much to me that um, you guys like this podcast and I'm going to keep doing it. And every week more and more people are hearing it and more and more people in my life are listening to it, which which also makes me really happy. I had a friend of mine listening to it just because she was going through a rough time and she just wants like, I just wanted to hear your voice. And that's so sweet. But um, one thing I wanted to say is I signed up for this uh, podcast analytics platform. Uh, and basically it just scrapes all the 8 trillion different places that one can listen to podcasts and takes all the analytics and puts them in one place. 
But what it also does is it grabs reviews that I can't see. Like, um, I didn't know that I wasn't seeing all my podcast reviews on iTunes. I'm apparently just seeing the ones from America, the United States. Because when I got this uh, other platform going, I saw like a half dozen reviews that I had never seen and I can't see even now going through iTunes or my phone that are just amazing. And um, I'm not going to mention names because I'm still unclear as to the protocol of that. I don't know if it's a shitty thing to do to throw out names unbidden forever on the internet. But um, there are people that get it. (laughs) I mean, the whole reason I do this, aside from hubris and uh, narcissism, is because statistically, out of the 7 billion of you, there's at least one other person that's going to be moved by this music the way I am. And it turns out that there may be even more than one because um, all the reviews have been positive, which is great because even one negative review would kill me. Um, But there were a couple that were just like, yeah, like one guy's like, this guy gets it. This guy is a true fan. And it made me happy to go like, yes, this is what I'm doing. I want you to listen to these two tunes and there were a couple that were um maybe it was just one but we're like wow i'm glad that i have a reason to go back and listen to these bootlegs that i've had for decades because i'm not playing anything that you know even a um an average led zeppelin live fan hasn't heard a million times these these are not deep cuts these are you know the the am radio top 40 of the led zeppelin live world but they are Because if you haven't heard them, which I'm betting most people haven't, (coughs) they're going to blow your mind. I'm sorry. I I had a bag of smart food popcorn for dinner. I've got one of those popcorn hulls rattling around the back of my throat, and I can't get rid of it. So I'm going to be coughing. I apologize. It's not the weed. I already smoked that. So um, (laughs) as is evidenced by the fact that I lost the thread of conversation. Um, yes, the, 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 um, these live shows, a lot of you don't under, you know, you haven't gone into the bootleg world or you weren't around for the golden age of when broadband first hit in the early 2000s and you could download whole shows for the first time and the trading circles and trading CDs and, um, man, anybody remember those great Kodak CDs, the gold ones? Those were amazing. I loved those. I remember when they stopped manufacturing them, somebody, I think it was on the four badge holders only mailing list, which is still alive now. And if you're into Zeppelin and like email mailing lists, join the four badge, four badge holders only list. It's another repository of really uh, Gandalf level Zeppelin fans and great content and a great community. Um, anyways, somebody posted that Kodak was stopping manufacture, but you can get these CDs at closeout prices. And I think I bought a whole case, maybe two cases of CDs. So I had like a hundred of them or something and I burned them for years and they were, uh, they were gold. They actually used real gold in the, uh, the metal, uh, because it would last forever, man. And, uh, man, I miss burning discs and using the, uh, the software to get it absolutely perfect using EAC and, you know, setting the offset and all those things to make it bit perfect and, Love those old days, but uh, 
these are not the old days anymore. So now you can just get online and download this shit for free. And you should. So, since neither one of us knows what I'm talking about anymore, I'm going to say thank you very much. I'm going to keep doing this. Follow me. Get involved on social media. I'm nice. I love hearing from you guys. Eventually, uh, it'll reach a critical mass and this will bloom into a community. And I want that to happen. <coughs> because Led Zeppelin's amazing. You're amazing. Let's all be amazing together. Man. So, all right. 50 minutes. I've tortured you enough. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. I hope every single one of you is treated as well as you should be. Bye-bye.